Jess. Oh, man. I hear you're making a logo for a podcast. Yeah, for a podcast. Now, what the hell would a podcast need a logo for? Well, You can't hear a logo. Sons of bitches. There's always one more son of a bitch than you counted on. (laughs) (laughs) I am John, creative director for Device Packaging. And I'm Jesse, independent graphic designer specializing in packaging and branding. And you're listening to... Clean up on aisle nine. Okay. What is our... We're, we're clean up on aisle nine. Yeah, you were going to show me a logo at some point. Yeah, I'm going here, boy. What's going on with this? What's going on with this? Did I even make JPEGs or PDFs of these? I had to... Look at me. I... What? Really? I don't oh. know. Well, okay. So, so with with making podcast logos, they had... Are so, we live? Or no? Yeah. Oh, we're going. Okay. And, and logos in general nowadays... Right. right. A lot of this stuff used to exist and it only had to exist in print form or maybe blown up into a sign or something. Like back in the day, the idea is, well, this logo might go bigger. Yeah. The idea of things going like that much smaller wasn't such a big thing. Like now when you're doing logos and stuff, they have to survive. Like how is it going to transform as like an app icon? Right. Right. Which is yeah. like 72 PPI. But it's like, you know, 36 pixels by 36 pixels or whatever. Like, it's right. really small resolution. Yeah. And so, like, you have to, when you're working on branding nowadays, you have to think of it as, like, how will this translate to a billboard or right. a bus? Yeah. All the way down to a tiny little chiclet on your phone. Right. Yeah. And it's and not even that, like, even smaller than that, right? Because if it's if it's on, like, a button on oh, a... Yeah on another site it's got to get even smaller than that yeah in some cases i think like early on in like a some type of a brand mark or a logo or whatever is that have that on that's on the sidelines right right it's on the sidelines you get into the project and you have to let the magic happen first and there's some things that and and again this is where a longer brief can kill you Right. Because they start the magic out a little bit and they start talking about, wow, we want this thing to like, you know, have all this soul and this and that. And it's like, communicate this. And they throw out some key words and you start getting pumped up. You start getting excited and this and that. And then once you get into that, now let's get into the specifics. And then at some point, we're going to have this thing really big large thing it's got to work in one color two color three color no color then it's got to be tiny little tiny go tinier a pen so all of a sudden you put too much of that on your creatives right it just stops them in their tracks yeah because oh this one thing that was like an open highway right that i could do something to now i'm got all these other things oh i i can't do that Right. Because no, I, right. I, I can't do this over here. Well, and that's an so, important part of the process, right? It's like, you know, the client gives the brief. Right. But then the next step that happens is the actual interpretation of the brief. Right. And I think it's almost like, you know, you well, become a constitutional lawyer at that point. You're like, what are they in? What were they intending? What was it they're looking for? Because a lot of times people will tell you, do this or they, they get executional. And then you have to like... Uh, reverse engineer their thinking and be like, what is it they're trying to accomplish with that instruction? What are right. they really saying under there? Yeah. Right. And so this is where, like with that, you let the you let this client and the brief go. And this is where a good creative director, a good design director with a team comes in and you you start the discussion. You know? Right, right. You right. don't just send the cavalry off and have them just kind of go. You right. Know? You really right. kind of like, okay, let's we know what we got to do here, but let's think what's really going on. 
And then when you come, when you let the magic happen, you go, okay, there's the magic over there. Right. Now we'll figure all this other stuff out right. later. You, but you do it early on so you don't back yourself into a corner yeah. and get the, the, get the client really excited and you're doing it. And then all of a sudden you go, oh, well, this ain't going to work. Right. Um, yeah. I was just doing this um, painting the other day and on it, there's a cell phone. And so I'm doing the icons. Okay. But I was making this at this point with uh, oil pastels. So it's like a big fat crayon. Right. So now I'm trying to draw these little chiclets with a big fat crayon. Oh, yeah. So I'm taking something that was already very low res and trying to reduce it even more to see if it's still recognizable. Oh, okay. Right? Like, so imagine the Twitter logo, but you're drawing that bird with like, you know, like the fat ass end of a crayon yeah can you do it yeah Yeah, it was really weird to do that and like it would take like some real sort of like uh reductive thinking to look at the thing and be like what is the the most salient detail and a lot of times it was a combination of the colors that were being used and the quantity of matter in it right like if i took if i got the right twitter blue Yes. And I put a white blob in the middle that was the right proportion of the bird. Right. You saw the Twitter logo. I Even see. though the fidelity of it was very low. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. It was, yeah. So it was it was super weird exercise to kind of do this thing. I remember this one, um, we were working on, we were like trying to do this like Mountain Dew thing. And we were like, okay, you know, what is that brand about, right? It's about the caffeine and the sugar. Right. It's a combination of the two that flip your lid and just throw you. Right. Right. And so we were like, how do we get that across? And so you sit back and you're thinking about like the product from that standpoint of like, not that it's like this sweet thing or it's refreshing or, but what is the, what is the animus of that brand? What is the personality? The personality of that, when we're sitting there thinking about it and talking, we were like, it's like a scream. It's like the screaming. Right? Right. It's crazy loud. Yeah. Right. And as we kind of started doing that and we were doodling, we came up with basically this this circle. And in the middle of the, coming down from the circle was this uvula, like from the back of oh, your yeah. throat, like I remember screaming. That. And we were like, super simple. I know. And it's it kind of like, great. it's a scream. And, yeah. And uh, I don't think it ever went anywhere. No, I know. But you guys were like, working in conjunction with what we were working yeah. on at the same time. Yeah. One thing I really loved about that experience was that so many different designers were coming on to something. Right. And I find like in a lot of situations now, that's not really the case. Yeah. You don't get like six different designers idea on something. You're lucky if you get more than one because everybody's stretched so thin. Yeah. And it's very isolating yeah. to a certain extent. I know it's kind of a, um, yeah, it's, but I, I do remember that. And I, I, I remember how it was, it was, um, how it worked at, a, at even a large size, you know, cause I remember some of those, some of those designs took that emblem and kind of blew oh, it right, up big right. on the can and had it like a super graphic, which looked kind of cool. That, that was right around the time that I think Monster was already out there. Monster. Mm, mm-hmm. I mean, that everybody wanted to compete because Monster, yep. the, the, the first one on the block was Red Bull. 
Right. And there was nothing really dynamic about that design. You know, in fact, it looked very European, you know, with the little bull Absol- icon. Yeah, and the blue and, and the silver. Yeah, the and you can't order. change it now because it's so iconic, you know. And their little ads so, were so weird. Red Bull gives you, you Red Bull like, gives It was so stuff. clever. Like, it was like oh, yeah, very it was light. But yet, right. like this, it was like selling heroin to children. Right. was like what their marketing yeah. was like. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's going to, yeah, you're going to die and you're going to go to heaven. <laughs> right. But before you do, buy our buy our get <laughs> jacked up on caffeine. Yeah, <laughs> but then then Monster obviously went in a whole nother direction. Right. Their um, horror movie looking M thing, right? Yeah, that's now. I mean, that's become a cool icon yeah. and stuff. But but then yeah, then here comes Mountain Dew, and they were they were kind of lost. And and now right. I guess they're doing okay. I mean, they've changed a few times, and they're right. still in that super sort of edgy yeah. everything slanted sort of logo thing but i you know they were trying to, to capture right. some of that sort of success but oh my um, god i wish I, I should try to find it i had this bottle jess that i found out in the woods in north carolina when i was a kid and this bottle was from like mid 50s or something that was like one of those old school green silk screen bottles you know the like the thin little guys and it was a mountain dew bottle oh really wow and it had the original mountain dew logo which i can't remember what that looked like but um, it had an illustration of a hillbilly running up a hill, and up at the top of the hill was like an outhouse. Oh! And on the bo- on the bottle, it said Mountain Dew. It'll tickle your innards. That was their <laughs> slogan. And and I didn't think about it at the time. I just thought it was funny because there's a hillbilly running up the hill to yeah. the outhouse, and this whole there was a moon, all this kind of. Shit. And I was like, but now I think about it, I'm like, you know, back in the day, sodas were claimed to have certain health benefits, right? And so I wonder if the health benefit initially of Mountain Dew was, you know, as a, what do you call it? Laxative. Well, yeah. I, it, look, there yeah. it is. Well, I know. But look, this this has, it, it gets even worse. It's got oh. a guy, it's got a got a hillbilly and, with a gun shooting at a guy. And there's a pig kind of. Yeah, so he's he's firing at a guy that's headed to the outhouse made from flavors specially blended in the traditional, traditional hillbilly style. style. <laughs> what the hell is a traditional hillbilly style? Yeah, look at this. And the cork is popping off and shooting through his hat. Now, did this one say uh, it'll tickle your innards on there anywhere? Because this might have been a later bottle. <laughs> it's going to tickle his innards. As he's going to get gets... tickled right up the. Right up the. It'll yes. tickle your innards. Look at that. Your, That's on the back side. Y-O-R-E. Unbelievable. I, I mean, that is yeah. so So bizarre. I had one of those bottles, and I don't know what year that was from, if it even says. It says vintage from the 60s. Okay. So in the 60s, it was okay to just kind of run around and shoot at your neighbor when with, he's going to the outhouse, I, I know. guess. With Why, the, that little pig. With he, a little pig and look, how, look at that pig's face. Like, that pig is kind of freaking out a little well, bit. Well, he is kind of worried. Like, he's yeah. probably thinking, hey, there's going to be a lawsuit here. He's. You know I think saying? he's thinking if that guy doesn't shoot that other guy and eat him he's gonna like he's gonna be going after some bacon yeah this is so no it's weird it's weird it's a it's a very violent bathroom themed it's probably the only violent bathroom themed uh soda packaging in i would say in history yeah they got now now here's another closer look at this thing yeah look at that hillbilly 
And he looks kind of angry. And he's not even, he's closing his eyes to shoot his gun. Like, I think that's maybe why the pig is a little freaked out a little bit, too. Yeah, I wish the blow up, I wish you could see the, let me see if there's a better picture. The pig. I was, yeah, the hillbillies. They were going on, for the hillbilly thing. Yeah. That's why they called it Mountain Dew. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that brand was a hillbilly tickle your innards brand. And at some point it turned into, no, actually the benefit of this is we're going to jack you up on caffeine and sugar. Right. Now, what's it look like nowadays, right? Like it looks like this, this super NASCAR-y kind of thing. Yeah. Super energetic. Yep. Yep. Yeah, oops. All spiky and dreadful. Yeah. yeah. But it's kind of, you know, they, I mean, mm-hmm. they, it still has a cool look to it. You know, it's not, you know. They kind of explored. I remember we were exploring that same kind of thing where if you take the M off the one end and the W off the other and use the same character and and one idiot. Oh, right. But uh, we could never get it to work either. And it looks like they didn't get it to work either. And they just went with it. Yep. You know, it's a weird thing. Like sometimes like you can have these ideas, which are great ideas. And then when you go to execute them, you can try and try and try. And maybe they just don't match what's in your head. And then you you just got to let it go. Like, yeah. But anyway, you were talking about something. Before we went on the Mountain Dew. Oh, well, we were going to get into our... Oh, our logo. Our logo. Yeah, jeez. We, we were talking wow. about... Wow. Sidebar. I mean, the we, we kind of sidebarred a little bit, but the last thing that you were talking about was the... Um, oh, you making know, the logos really small. Like, Well, making yeah, it, what can yeah. you get away with? But yeah, so we were going to look at some ideas. So these are... This is more... This is mainly kind of one concept. Okay. All yeah. right. Right. So we get. So we basically have like a, a grocery store aisle sign. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Clean so, up on aisle nine. Yeah. Clean up on aisle nine. Yep. Um, right. And then this can be like on a lot of podcasts. You have for the logo stuff. You have some kind of image in the background, and then you can extract the actual logo. Model, right, right. 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 So the other concept that I want to work with is taking this. Oh this yeah guy, yeah. All right, so this is like the little uh, caution wet floor yellow pop-up sign that right. goes like on the floor on when the floor. there's a spill. Right, when there's yeah. a spill. Only our little icon, guys, is there's going to be, one's going to be me and one's going to be you. And yeah. Like, but it'd be two people in here instead of one. Okay. And it would just, it would be bigger here and it'd say clean up on aisle nine. Yeah. And maybe we put a nine up there. So it's mostly about like you, you focus kind of, 90% of your attention on the logo itself, and then you drop like an image. In the we back. could, or our image could just be just a flat thing of color or something if that icon's really cool. Because I like that, you know, doing that something. I mean, I can tell yeah, you, that, you, that you, little got, you, sign was, you got excited pretty quick with that. So I yeah, think that's where we're going to go. That little sign was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool, you know? Yeah. It's fun. Exactly. You know, it'll make it fun. Clean up on aisle nine, yep. and we'll make it relate somehow to the packaging. Mm-hmm. Maybe. We're yeah, I, I like the idea of putting two dudes in there. Maybe we shorten this a little bit because we want to be like square friendly too. Right. And we don't need anything up there. No. Like, but that red triangle, and like you're saying, clean up on aisle nine in the banner. And this could just be a, a and then we know, can drop any image in the background that we need to, like you're saying, like of the aisle or whatever. It like, could, or yeah. we could even change it out. I mean, yeah. we could do it. You know, we could do that, like or, or we could just do one one color. You yeah, know what I mean, whatever. But that's very iconic, you know. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, that's super smart. Awesome. Okay. Well, there you go. It could be really funny too if yeah. we actually make a few of those and just stick them in grocery stores. <laughs> 
is. Oh yeah, I know that would be kind of cool. <laughs> like just it? just to like pimp out the show. Oh, I know. <laughs> that would be kind of fun, actually. Right, guerrilla yeah. marketing. Yeah, yeah. Clean up on aisle nine. And speaking of good podcasts, my wife turned me on to a really good podcast from. I'm sure you're watching Ted Lasso. Oh, yeah, love Ted Lasso. So um, the character, the, the actor Roy uh, Brett Goldstein that plays Roy Kent. Okay. Okay. He's got a podcast that he's had out for a while, but it's basically he interviews different um, people in the film industry. Okay. Either actors, writers, um, directors, producers, and oh, he gets into the after he gets into the a little bit of the introduction of the podcast. Right. He'd say, John. Oh, and I I guess I'm sorry to tell you this, but you actually are are you 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 died. You know. And you go, oh, I did? And he goes, yeah. And and he goes, tell me how you died, you know? And, and most of the people say, oh, yo, well, I actually envision myself being on the plane and I go, whatever, you know? Hey. And so then, okay, so then now that you've died, you are going to go somewhere right. to another life or up in heaven. Right. Um, and you only have room for one little extra item to take with you into the afterlife and it happens to be a dvd of your favorite movie what would that be you know <laughs> and prior to that they talk about you know they get into movies and say what was the first movie you ever saw that you remember right. seeing? what was the movie that influenced you from an early age and okay it, okay well okay yeah so on that note then can you remember like an early uh experience you had with packaging yes okay uh, with package design itself yeah or just like with like like nobody you know we didn't dream of being packaging designers when we were kids but there was some point like for me it was uh wacky packs do you remember those wacky, wacky packages they were uh stickers and they came oh, yeah. in packs with the gum oh yeah and they're all parodies of real products oh right it was like duracell but it was like duracell oh yeah and they Those were like are, yeah exactly like rotten batteries and, yeah and yeah tired laundry detergent right they would just take like one word tired <laughs> yeah they did a really good job of like they take just enough of the logo and just enough of like the trade dress to make it recognizable but then they would just, they were so inappropriate. Oh, yeah. Quacker oats, rats crackers, Dr. Pooper. Dr. Pooper. There's Dr. Pooper. Let me see Dr. Pooper. <laughs> Dr. Pooper. <laughs> see, that's... Now people would get sued for doing them by the corporations. But like in the day, there were all these weird little things. And I remember all these like little stickers and stuff. And it wasn't like, wasn't like, oh, I want to become a packaging designer or whatever right. in the future. But like now when I think back on it, I'm like, that was like a moment in my life where packaging was something funny sure. and, and interesting right. that I shared with my friends. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it became like this cultural little moment. Yeah. I was, so I'm, I'm, I'm really kind of trying to think back though. Yeah. 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 But then they also had these funky, wild um, illustrations of like, like creatures or rats or something on hot rods and stuff with uh, maybe it came with gums and you oh, like cards. Big Daddy Roth. Remember these guys? Yeah, that was so, Big Daddy Roth style. Okay, and did there's did, this great did, documentary about him? Oh, really? Super awesome. Yeah. With these, did you just buy? It was a sticker collection. Yeah. So that's but, what wacky packs were too. Stickers were the big deal. Everything had to be a sticker. Right. 
But yeah, um, for some reason, I get I have this in my head that you picked up those stickers and sometimes they had a square piece of oh yeah, that okay. horrible like cardboard gun yeah yeah but it was big and square just yeah, like, yeah. yeah. big pink thing oh, that tastes horrible okay yeah all right this was like one of the dudes that that was like I remember this guy Mad Dragger oh yeah but, but if you're talking about going back as a kid early stuff. This is specifically packaging, you know? That's probably why I, I don't have a tooth in right. my head that doesn't have a cavity. Because <laughs> even before that, like, well, I mean, it's, I don't know if you'd really call this a package thing, but the, the summer that I graduated out of high school, I went down to LA with my friend to race BMX all summer and I had to get a job right. at this place called um, Builders Emporium. Oh, God. And it was like a big. Sounds exotic. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Builders Emporium and the Busy Beavers. Oh, busy beavers. wow, that sounded better. Yeah. This is was this like a strip joint? No, it was a big. It was like a big Target sort of thing, right? Oh man, down in Santa Monica, right off of Wilshire Boulevard. I think it was Wilshire or whatever. Okay. Big huge boulevard that was like three lanes and a big island and right, three right. more lanes. Right, right. And so, anyways, I got hooked up with this job, and I was in the shipping and receiving department, and there was like two people that worked in the back where the big trucks would come in. Right. And you were given a list, an inventory list, unloaded the stuff, made sure that right. they delivered what we were, yeah. right? And then truck goes off and then you sit out there and then you you basically um, uh, price tag the stuff and put it on pallets and right. take the pallet into the people that are going to stock it on the shelves. Got it. So there's myself and two other people that have been working there for a long time. Right. So I was like the new kid on the block. And, okay. and it was kind of one of those things, like for the first few days, it was like, you know, I was definitely the third wheel. Right, right. And then I became their little crew, you know, so it was right. kind of cool, right? But we had this, uh, I think I could wear jeans or whatever, but I had to wear tucked in a, like a blue button-up short sleeve shirt that had this um, badge on it. Okay. That was like this busy beaver. I, I don't know the beaver on it. I'd have to look it up. Maybe he was holding something or whatever. And Get then, busy. Then I had a holster that you put a black holster oh, with a the price gun over yeah, here, right? Yeah. First day on the job. Uh. Um, I'm sitting back there and I'm trying to get, you know, acclimated to what I'm doing and um, with this woman and and the other guy that had been there. Now, is the woman wearing a Busy Beaver shirt too? Yeah, yeah, she's, okay. yeah, mm -hmm, yep, yep. And okay. um, very kind of um, proper with like the keychain hanging out of the pocket, you know, and just okay. very like, you know, had a routine, you okay. know, those type right, of people. Right, she was right, kind of right. like that. Okay. Um. It's probably, I don't know, about 11 o'clock in the morning. I've been there for a couple hours, kind of just getting sort of what I'm doing. Right. And this person comes around the corner of the back and starts yelling, help, help. And so we go, okay. And I came around the corner. They go, get him, run here. And I, I didn't know what I was doing. So I'm just running, following the, the other guy that I was with. Okay. And a security person, they go, Grab, get this guy. Well, a guy in the store um, had two big... Husqvarna chainsaws in the box Jesus. and ran out of the store. Wow. And now he's going across Wilshire Boulevard. While these guys are chasing him. While they're taking... Come you're on. Ch you're chasing him too. Me, the other person that I was working with, and a security guard. Wow. And as we're running, right. I'm holding on to my price gun, price gun so right. it doesn't fall out of the holster. And the guy turns around when he gets over to the medium, throws down the chainsaw chainsaws and spreads on all on his belly 
he thought we were police officers. And so we oh, were. Oh, st- man, because you all had like uniformy shirts and you had the holsters with the price gun. Myself and the guy, but the security cop, he didn't have anything. He was just like. <laughs> and hey, this did you guy, get up and like price the guy? Yeah. The guy was huge, though. He was like six, eight, you know, like two ninety, three hundred pounds. And, he just and dropped. so he just dropped and. It would kind. It kind of became. Even though I was kind of like wet behind the ears a little bit here, it became very apparent that oh, don't let him see what we. Because I, right, you could tell right away, right, 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 that oh, he thinks we're police officers. Oh, stay down. Oh, I was like, I didn't know what I was doing. Wow. Yeah. First. And they the got the chainsaws back. Oh, did yeah. they let the guy go, or did they call I, the cops? No, the cops came. Wow. I mean, yeah. They. They. Yeah. Then they shot you because you. They thought you had a gun. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, I remember I was looking at this security guy. Right. No taser, no gun. Yeah. You, so I'm, you, you can't you can't price a perp with that. No. <laughs> but the other thing we were going to talk about a little bit. Right. Grocery shopping with your mom as a kid. Right. And it was time to pick out your lunch box for the year. Your lunch. Oh, pill. that was a big thing. You know. Yeah. And so that's what I remember kind of, and I guess in a way you would call that a package. No, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it was like, it was like the packaging for your lunch, right? Right. Like, and, and, and it was going to follow you for the year. And it was like, when you think about it, it's so crazy. It's like, well, if I really got kind of tired about this, couldn't I just go back and get another one? You know, like I'd pick out like first, you'd have to look and see how cool the inside was. Where's the thermos going to be? It was like a thing. It took a while because you're sitting there going, I'm going to be stuck with this thing for a year. Right, right, right. But it's like, what, how much would those things cost? I can't, they can't be. There. I don't know, man. But that was like, that was a different time. Like that was a time when people just weren't buying new shit all the time. Right. It was like, you made your shit last. Yeah. Mom bought you those shoes. Right. You're not going to like f- them up the first week you got them or whatever. Like you're going to, you got to take care of them or else you're wearing the old shoes that she kept in the closet because those are the ones you helped dad when you do the gardening. Yeah. Was- yeah. And it's weird. Like, I mean, packaging entirely defines some products, right? Like think of uh, pixie sticks. Yeah. Some dude was like, what we're going to do is we take a bunch of sugar, put a little food coloring in there, stick it in a straw yeah. and sell it to kids as a candy. <laughs> right. And they did it. Pixie sticks. All they did was repackage sugar. Yes. In single serving right. things. And that, and, and there you go. And then I, they made a bajillion dollars. Maybe I'm, here we go into the afterlife or whatever. But you have the people that actually took sugar, colored it, repackaged it in straws. So if you want to, do you want to see that dude? He's over there. He's over there with Pet Rock and the other right, guys. Right, right. That went Getting over the pitchforks up there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? It's yeah. all these people yeah. that made these things all like. I'm literally going to sell you a rock. Right, right. The pet rock guy and the and the and the pixie stick guy are okay. are going to be hanging out. The guy in the future is going to be the guy who invented NFTs. That guy is going to be hanging out with those guys. Right. He's the NFT guy. <laughs> well, this has been another quixotically interesting episode. Yeah. Of clean up on aisle nine. Thanks for tuning in. Please subscribe and share with your friends. And leave us a review so we can reach more awesome listeners like you.